You are listening to Very Loose Women. Good evening. I am Leo, and I am very happy to be joined in the studio by my wonderful co-hosts, Soy and Flory. Hi, guys. Hello. And our guest, Sarah Keyworth, a comedian whose show, Dark Horse, will be playing at the Soho Theatre from the 28th of January until the 2nd of February. Hi, Sarah. Hi, yeah, you're right. I'm good, thank you. Could you tell us a bit about your show? The show, um, I just thought it was the Edinburgh Fringe, and it is about my experience with gender and growing up as a small girl and how people treat girls and talk to girls and all of the expectations of being female. And then it's about my experience with a little girl that I used to look after and trying to help her navigate that. Great. Well, we're going to come back to all, some of these themes, not all of them. Uh, but first, as ev- every week, sorry, that's a lot to take in. If you want to know all the themes, go see Sarah's show. The show. Yeah. <laughs> Celebration or frustration of the week, as our listeners are well acquainted with. Soy, why don't you kick us off? I'm going to start with a jacket that I bought this week. And I looked at it and I was like, oh, it's got nice. I need, I need a jacket with nice pockets. I need a jacket that's warm. Uh, but it needs to be light. So... It fit all of these qualities and then it arrived and I tried it on and I don't know how to describe the feeling of when you really like something but it's just way too big and you're trying to make it work. I sent photos to uh, the Very Loose Women group chat and I was like, girls, is this a... Did you see how I diplomatically did not respond? You did not respond. (laughs) Floria was like, this picture looks great. Not sure about this one. (laughs) So I guess my fr- it's a frustration that mm. a coat that I thought was quite glorious is an, it just so big. Oh no, was so I the bicycle? Because when you turned up at Resonance earlier today, without being asked, I was shocked at the coat. It was a very big coat. No, <laughs> I've, that's it. You start one. Yeah, it's still got the tang on it. So that's it. Hopefully, aren't listening. Um. <laughs> I've worn it today for like an hour, and I'll wear it home. And not even an hour, like twenty minutes. Yeah, and like, then I'll and then I'll return it. How big is it though? Like a tent. Yeah. <laughs> it's so big. Not good. No. Flory. Mm. Celebration or frustration? Celebrating. I'm celebrating life. I'm celebrating a lot of things. I'm in a very good mood. I'm mainly celebrating that I have a really nice weekend planned, which I'm gonna eat and drink my way across London going to spend um, lots of time with my partner because we haven't in ages. It's going to be lovely. Where are you going? Where are you going? Because what are you going to do? We're going to go. Where are you going? We're going out on Friday for some Mexican food. Then we're going You've already to lost a me. gig. <laughs> and then. You're not into Mexican. I hate Mexican Why? food. Why? I'm allergic to avocado. Oh, yeah, it's going to be a problem. Can you drop the train? <laughs> Shall I get out right now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get that reaction a lot. To avocado. It's really hard in 2018. You're to actually going to be able to afford a house at this rate. Oh, yeah, oh, I know. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I'd wish I was in your position. Yeah, don't even smash it. Just none of it. <laughs> not interested. <laughs> Is that your frustration, or have you got another one up your sleeve? I could do another one. That's like an ongoing lifetime mm. frustration. Mm. I had quite a classic frustration today. I spent most of the day waiting for a plumber. <laughs> oh my gosh, my sister did the same. Yeah. Maybe it's like something about today or something about plumbers. Who knows? Maybe. <laughs> yeah. But I spent the whole, you know, just one of those days where you're like, well, he said he'll be here first thing in the morning, so he'll probably be here at midday. And then it gets to 3pm and you think, I don't know, this guy's showing up. (laughs) And so gradually throughout the day, all of the plans and 
meetings and things I had are just getting cancelled and wiped out, which is also, it's a frustration and a celebration because I don't like going out. So in a way, I was quite pleased. (laughs) (laughs) But I had to pretend to be angry. You know, I've I've wasted a day. I had so many things that I was going to do today. But actually, just I, I stayed in it and watched the telly. <laughs> I've got a sort of celebration wrapped up in a frustration. Wrapped up is the correct word because, okay, this is cat related again. Not about my cat, about the neighbor's cat. So Alfie, the big fluffy one that's grey, who you should know at this point, he, he's got like loads of lumps on his tummy and on his neck. We, we, when you say lumps, please specify what kind. So of they're lumps. like they're like lovely lady humps. <laughs> we do, yeah. Check it out. He does. He really doesn't like people touching his lumps. He just he can't stand. No, but it. they're not. No, but yeah, they're, they're fur lumps. Yes, yeah. <laughs> balls of fur. They're like clumps of fur that have like knotted into clumps. like ropes across well, his chest. That's way less sinister than I thought. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, it's not I'm like needed the clarification. Hernias or anything. No, it's <laughs> not like cat hernias. <laughs> so we found a way. If Ellie holds Alfie on his back and then like gives him what we like to call nice time on the neck <laughs> and, then, and then and this is a cat yeah <laughs> <laughs> Alfie gets really distracted and then I can come in with the nail scissors which is what we've been using for Alfie's lump sure, and yeah. get the ones on the chest I like how this is <laughs> your cat it's not your cat it's not does my it, cat does is the neighbor know dangerous? that you're doing this well it's not really noticeable unless you're listening to the show because <laughs> because Alfie is just so fluffy that it's just it's impossible to see where I've cut anything and to be honest she came around the other day and I was like oh yeah the, if you go near his lumps he gets really angry and she's like yeah yeah he gets really scared like someone cut him with a shaver once and now he just doesn't like anyone near his lumps she wasn't saying lumps obviously maybe she was saying clumps I I can't remember and so like she's found that it's a problem too but I figure she's renovating her house right now so probably doesn't have a lot of time Mm. so if anything we're doing her a favour anyway (laughs) onto the main topic of today it was Swallow's birthday on Saturday and she turned 24 so happy birthday Swallow happy birthday to you it's nice to meet you I thought. Go on. Go on. Hold Finish on. it. Hold on. I don't have. I don't, I don't know what else to say. Um, <laughs> so I thought maybe you could fill us in with what you did for your twenty fourth. Well, I woke up early and then I have yoga every Saturday morning. My yoga teacher was like, "Choose your favorite yoga pose." Now I was like, "Oh, I don't. Re- mm. I like yoga when I'm there, but when I'm thinking about having to do it." I don't really want to do it. Hmm. So when I had to think about yoga poses, I was like, oh. do you have to? I decided on warrior where you where you do like a twist, twisted warrior. Mm-hmm. So we got some extra time on twisted warrior. Um, oh, because it was your birthday? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I thought she was asking the entire Everyone. class to do no, no. their favourite yoga pose. <laughs> and then as we were like in the kind of midst of the pose and like my back's like almost, my, my bones are clicking and all that rubbish, she's like, happy birthday, Soiler. And I'm like, oh, I don't feel like it is. It was really refreshing, nice start to the day. And then later on that day, one of my closest friends, Robert, we love you, Robert, he's going away to Brussels for three months and he was having his leaving do. Rude that it was on my birthday, but I didn't mind because um, I was like, can I bring my other friend? And he was like, sure. But then I get there, just thinking nothing of it because it's all his pals who I've met, but I don't really know very well. And so then it's like, bring out the birthday cake. And I was like, 
I know. That's I so was, cute. I was so, so rude that he got a birthday cake for his leaving. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Um, <laughs> really rubbing it in your face, though. <laughs> so um, oh, well, that made me feel really special. Really nice. Also, because that was the only birthday cake with candles I received on your twenty fourth or ever. On my twenty fourth. Well, yeah. you got given a cake sans candles. Yes. <laughs> earlier on that day in the box still but no I, so I had a nice birthday yeah I don't want to name and shame my family but it was still in the box they know it what they did it was a oh, oh no I don't want to go I don't want to do it but we're not making you do it okay don't do it yeah, no, I'm not gonna do it. Do I'm it. not gonna. I'm, well, I don't really, I don't really like red velvet too much. <laughs> it's all coming out but, now. Yeah, but I'll eat it, and I ate it. So yeah. Sawyer is 24. <laughs> Moving on from that, um, I find this sort of fact difficult to comprehend because she's so normal and mature. I wrote this before your cake to road, <laughs> obviously, but at the same time, so young. Um, I am 30 and there are advantages to being 30, like when your co-producer asks you to make the show on mid- the mid-20s crisis, which I think we've already done when I was going through my own mid-20s crisis, but it's I important to revisit. That. Anyway, I can talk from experience, so there's that. And actually, I feel happier and more sure of who I am now, which is an unexpected advantage of getting older. Um, but at 24, my face was cuter and I still made music using copyright free loops on GarageBand. So it's bittersweet. Um, at 24, I was constantly having a crisis. Who I am? What do I want? And I tried a bunch of things. I think that working hard at that question has made me happier now. So I think that it does pay off and crises are great, but also they're really terrible. So first, what is a quarter life crisis and have you had one? In order to be, to feel good at 30, do you have to have had a crisis in your mid twenties, do you think? I mean, I'm speaking from one experience, which is my own. Yeah. And it's yes, but I'm sure many people have got there by not tearing Mm. their hair out. There was, I think the only reason why I sort of think I'm in a a quarter life crisis is because I remember what it was like to be a teenager and Mm. I just didn't give a shit about anything. I gave gave a shit about things, but like I didn't constantly worry about, about things then. I just thought, I don't know, everything would just sort of work out and it's all fine. Let's just have a good time and not worry about things. Now, now... Yeah, worry about all sorts, where I'm at in my life, like, particularly job-wise. I'm like, do I even know what I'm doing? What is my job? Am I good at anything? You know, just those kind of questions, I think. I think it, like, morphs. I mean, I'm only three years older than you, so I can't really speak from experience. But I have started thinking about what I like doing more than what am I good at, which is, I think, what was preoccupying, like, most of my time. Mm. previously and now I'm like okay I'm actually not interested in what I'm good at I want to like do stuff that I like doing makes me happy I mean Sarah you're 25 Mm -hmm. so prime time for yeah the crisis I resent the uh the notion that crises have to be scheduled (laughs) (laughs) I think we live we we live in a sort of you know technology is amazing at the moment and communication and things like that nothing's really as traditional as it used to be i think you could have a crisis any day of mm-hmm. life couldn't you and true, actually true. thinking about it the life expect- expectancy isn't actually 100 no, so yes, it's inaccurate. Maybe a lot of us have already been through that. What we're that saying, Leo, life is you're not, you're not clear of it all. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Well, actually, if the life expectancy is 
like late 70s for women isn't it i don't know the uk oh nice and it's it's stagnating at the moment so it was going up and up and up for women but i think maybe perhaps even now it's decreasing so so it means that my quarter life price was like when i was 22 when i was also super nervous about stuff it's really only in the past couple of years where i've stopped being nervous about stuff all the time that's good i call it piping down it's it's good to pipe down is that a reference to crack (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> it's not <laughs> it's not just so we're all sure well, I just feel like we shouldn't promote drugs on this show no anyway I mean it's also yeah. not a reference to crack I feel like yeah. that needs to be said sorry um, being a teen you mm. like drew that comparison has yeah. anyone all of you are in your 20s um, can you still feel that difference from being a teenager and what is that difference I feel it. I really hated being a teenager. Yeah, me too. Um, I think particularly during the years when it was when that um, pro it went to show Ugly Betty mm. was making the making the rounds on Channel Four. Oh my God, you're so young. And I just got yeah, I saw that. Just got Ugly my Betty um, featuring Fit Betty. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. I'd also just got glasses and braces at that time. It wasn't good for me. It really wasn't. Mm. So I was worried about that a lot. You know, looks. So was Ugly Betty a series that you went to for? sort of answers on your teenage crisis no because in the series she's very panicky and worried about life and Mm. i was like oh and she has glasses and braces yeah and that and had the frizzy hair and that was exactly what i looked like the rumors started going around that i was a lesbian which turns out were true Uh, (laughs) (laughs) i have to concede but when rumors started going around at school that i was a lesbian it was the same time that Katy perry's i kissed a girl came out it was a nightmare <laughs> so that that didn't help with your teenage crisis. No, no. I imagine it's a similar thing yeah. to your ugly Betty experience. Yeah, I think kids kids are very they're very cruel, aren't they? Yeah. And they're all over the popular culture. So now yeah. now that we're on popular culture, for quarter life crisis, are there any like series that you feel reflect that? I know I bring it up a lot, but um, my crazy ex girlfriend is a series, not something that I'm saying about my life. Um, uh, and it's, <laughs> we, I could talk for a long time about that topic. <laughs> but that's like a depiction of someone like deciding what they want in life and what their job is and like who they want to go out with and what's best for them. And I think that that's actually quite equatable to that. Are there any like movies or anything that you've watched that's... I think Community is quite good for that. True. Lots yeah. of people at Community College oh. who've just pretty much trying to just get some kind of qualification and reassessing their goals yeah and also finding a group of people well a community right <laughs> giveaway in the title yeah um, but yeah that that was really big for me that was very nice thank you resonance among other places i literally so. can't think of anything which i have related to oh ever. you need to write some tv shows that's I what i can write get from TV that show. i don't know i think um i guess when you watch tv shows about teens mm. and the crisis they're having and you think get over it like sabrina on netflix and she's like oh no harvey's not gonna love me anymore what obviously she's half witch she's obviously way more concerned about that i'm like but i'm like he's a boy mm. incredibly uh, unrelatable isn't it <laughs> he's very <laughs> <laughs> i'm just that they're like why are you getting like a witch why you, and straight why, <laughs> why are you crying over that <laughs> Yeah. But no, I think people in TV series and films who are in their 20s mm. look like they've got it sorted. Have you got any mm. advice for people going through a quarter-life crisis? I mean, I think now is a good time to take up some, either t- to instill some relaxation techniques in mm. your life. 
Um, yeah, for I would me, agree with that. I think meditation I've found quite helpful. But that's also because I've got tinnitus and that was prescribed to me on the NHS. So, uh, What yeah. meditation was for tinnitus? Yeah, I know. Wow. This is a whole... Is can you wear your earrings? Yeah. This is a whole it's show like a idea. Baby Driver. Soila also puts a headphone in her head like Baby Driver. It's, come on, it's so yeah. cool. <laughs> I mean, you don't like drive a fast car to no, rob No, I'm learning but... to drive though, so maybe one Bank day. Bank robbing next year. <laughs> next year. That's but, the film that you'll relate to. Yeah, but then do, I think, craft. But then he's got his life sorted out because then he gets all the money and, it, and it's all I really next don't. Year, next year. I don't think you've seen the end of that movie. He has not got his life. The baby driver, he has not got his life sorted out at all. I mean, this is at the end. Well, it's, but this is the thing. But then he's got, he's got the girl. Yeah. And it's like other people, like, as you know, you're in your, your nice relationship. Florrie's in a nice relationship. I don't know about you, Sarah. I, I'm, I'm in a... An awful relationship. You're in an awful relationship. It's a very nice relationship. (laughs) See? Everyone's in a nice relationship. I assume you're not in a nice relationship. I'm just not in one. Okay. And I think, you know when you've got some gossip? Yeah. You just want to share it with that one person. And I have to share it with To be honest, I want to share it with everyone. That's why I do a radio show in my my spare time. Back onto your show, Sarah. The sort of blurb of it says it's about battling expectations of being a girl. What are these expectations? Uh, well, the expectations when I was a child, it was sort of like there's physical expectations of, uh, you know, performing femininity, having long hair, wearing pink, playing with Barbies, things like that. And it never worked for me and stuff like that. And I think it's changed a lot in in like in this era. Things have gotten better from when I was at school. But I still see... There's definitely an overhang of that with kids now where, like, there's this girl that I used to look after who is now soon to be my goddaughter. What a crazy life I lead. Um, <laughs> where she... It's just strange things like her school. Like they, they break everything up and they say, oh, you can choose one sport. You can either do ballet or karate. And it's mm. like, that's obviously a gendered distinction because mm. all the boys choose karate and all the girls choose ballet. And she was the only girl in her whole year who chose karate, and then the next year after that, she went, actually, now I'm going to do ballet because all the other girls are doing it. Mm. And it's just that weird thing where it's like, that's so such an unnecessary mm. divide to mm. place upon children. And just it's just, there's, there's all these tiny little small things that I are so I used to be a teacher and the splits, the girl, like, stand up if you're a girl, stand up. If, yeah. Like, these splits were, they happen, like, at least four or five times a day. So, obviously, I tried not to do it in my classroom. That's worthless because I'm not a teacher anymore. But, like... Uh, it's across the board. It's an easy way to split people, but it's really unhelpful, and I don't think that's passed across. Teacher and it's, over. it's just just you're teaching children that boys and girls are different. Yeah, that that distinctly different, and saying here's the way that we differentiate you. It's just it just ends up making them believe that men and women are different and mm. should be treated differently. And, and if can you break the rules, you're in trouble, kind of thing. Yeah, mm. and so my quarter life crisis was when I. Because basically the story of my what happens to my show, if you come and see it because it's funnier than what I'm going to say right now, but <laughs> it's basically me trying to fit in at school, trying to fit in with gender and stuff and it not going very well and ending up going to uni and deciding that I was going to be like the straightest woman you can imagine, but just failing completely because <laughs> you can't just... Turns out you can't just decide that. Mm. Uh, and so, yeah, that's kind of... 
what I talk about my show. Are there any expectations, well, you kind of alluded to it there, but do any aspects of quarter-life crises uh, which are linked to the expectations, like the gendered expectations that you mentioned in school? Uh, definitely, yeah, definitely. When I went to uni, I was just I was having a miserable time because I was just so desperate to be like everyone, what I perceived to be like everyone else and trying to be straight and imagining this life that I wanted with a boyfriend and an easy like just being able to easily introduce my partner to people and go, this is my boyfriend. Like seeing all the things that my other friends had and and just being like, oh, that would be nice. And it, so I think I it, there's a there's a period of my life that I talked briefly about in my show that was definitely a bit of a crisis. And then at some point, I just realised that it, I was not being myself. I was trying to perform a weird puppet of a straight woman. And it was not working because then I'd like, a, <laughs> I'd, uh, I'd find myself in a toilet cubicle in a club with a girl, and she'd be like, "You're definitely gay, aren't you?" I'd be like, "No, yeah, well, yeah, I am, but I don't want to. I don't want anyone to know because I don't want to be gay." And, and then she'd be like, "Well, why not?" And I'd be like, "Because it's not. It's annoying. I want to be like everyone else." And she'd be like, "Well, okay, that, that you know that makes sense. But do you want to come back to mine?" And I'd be like, "Yeah, obviously." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I wasn't very good at not being gay. I think uh, we're gonna have to wrap up there. Um, um, before we finish, I just wanted to mention that Harry Leslie Smith died today. Um, and he was relevant specifically for this show because he sort of flourished in old age. I mean, he did, lot, I'm sure, lots of stuff for the rest of his life. But I know about him because he was really big on Twitter. And he would tweet anti-austerity things. And he was a campaigner and he went to refugee camps. He went to Calais. Um, and he was about to start a refugee tour at 90. Uh, 94 years old a refugee tour around different refugee camps to raise awareness of what is going on um anyway there's no age limit to making a difference you have been listening to very loose women uh listen to our archive and don't forget to subscribe to never miss an episode this episode was produced by me and co-produced by flory and soiler audio engineering was done by george at resonance 104.4 fm you can follow us on twitter at vlw radio and we are <laughs> vlw radio on instagram too and we are also on facebook Say to oh, our please. listeners how they can. Yes, Dark Horse. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> like the show. Yeah, it's, uh, it's uh, last week of January, first couple of days of Feb, Dark Horse at Soho Theatre. Uh, please come along because I'll be in Paris if there's nobody there. And watch your Twitter <laughs> as well. Uh, at Sarah K Comedy.